Good morning. Thank you for joining this morning for practice of being aware of awareness. Three bells over here. One in just a moment, one, one midway through, and then the final bell uh, an hour from now. Allow attention to fall back, relax a bit. Doing whatever the body calls us to do to bring it ease so we can kind of relax behind the, the holding that may be happening. And just allow attention to, to sink back and in. So this practice is all about relaxing and noticing what's already here. Maybe we check in and see what intention is present this morning. Last night during the satsang, Sean Nevins. I heard him articulate 
intention, as a as a longing, as a desire, which he saw as a prayer. So he considered it to be an articulation of a fine-tuning, that prayer is a sharpening of that moment, like a broadcast to the universe, saying, this is what I'm hungry for. Could something please help? invite us all to get in touch with our intention. What is it that we would like to broadcast to the universe that we are hungry for? We are asking for help. So when we undertake dyad retreats, the shared intention is to have a direct and conscious experience of the truth of what we are. The longing for the truth, to know it directly, experientially, to know the truth of our non-physical existence. We all know the truth of our physical existence. Grateful for that. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in touch with another aspect. 
the eternal dimension. It does not come and go. It does not rise and fall. It is not temporary. It's not changeable, alterable, influenceable. So the opportunity is to get in touch with what we really want. Put some words, if that's lies, a longing that grace has put in our hearts. As Dr. David Hawkins said, the, the source is both the initiator as well as the destination. In the beginning, the seeker assumes there's a personal self that is seeking the real self. And actually, it is the real self that is drawing the seeker to it.
offer a quote from most direct direct path teachings, Ramana Maharshi. Ramana says, none can deny his own being. Being is knowledge, that is awareness. That awareness implies absence of ignorance. Therefore, everyone naturally admits non-existence of ignorance. And yet, why should he suffer? Because he thinks he is this or that. That is wrong. I am alone is. And not I am so-and-so or I am such and such.
Brahmana Maharshi. None can deny his own being. Being is knowledge, that is awareness. That awareness implies absence of ignorance. Therefore, everyone naturally admits non-existence of ignorance. And yet, why should he suffer? Because he thinks he is this or that. That is wrong. I am alone is. And not I am so-and-so or I am such and such. When existence is absolute, it is right. When it is particularized, it is wrong. That is the whole truth.
when existence is absolute, it is right. When it is particularized, it is wrong. That is the whole truth. Again, the quote from the beginning from Ramana Maharshi, none can deny his own being. Being is knowledge, that is, awareness. That awareness implies absence of ignorance. Therefore, everyone naturally admits non-existence of ignorance. And yet, why should he suffer? Because he thinks he is this or that. That is wrong. I am alone is and not I am so-and-so or I am such-and-such. When existence is absolute, it is right. When it is particularized, it is wrong. That is the whole truth. See how each one admits that he is. 
Does he look into the mirror to know his being? His awareness makes him admit his existence or being. But he confuses it with the body, etc. Why should he do so? Is he aware of his body in his sleep? No. Yet he himself does not cease to be in sleep. He exists there, though without a body. How does he know that he exists in sleep? Does he require a mirror to reveal his own being now? Only be aware. And your being is clear in your awareness.
Paramahamaharshi. None can deny his own being. Being is knowledge, that is, awareness. That awareness implies absence of ignorance. Therefore, everyone naturally has non-existence and ignorance. And yet, why should he suffer? Because he thinks he is this or that. That is wrong. I am alone is. And not I am so and so. Or I am such and such. When existence is absolute, it is right. When it is particularized, it is wrong. That is the whole truth. See how each one admits that he is. Does he look into a mirror? to know his being. His awareness makes him admit his existence or being. But he confuses it with the body, etc. Why should he do so? Is he aware of his body in his sleep? No. Yet he himself does not cease to be in sleep. He exists there, though without a body. How does he know that he exists in sleep? Does he require a mirror? to reveal his own being now? Only be aware. And your being is clear in your awareness.
Amla Maharshi. None can deny his own being. Being is knowledge, that is awareness. That awareness implies absence of ignorance. Therefore, everyone naturally admits non-existence of ignorance. And yet, why should he suffer? Because he thinks he is this or that. That is wrong. I am alone, yes, and not I am so-and-so or I am such-and-such. When existence is absolute, it is right. When it is particularized, it is wrong. That is the whole truth. See how each one admits that he is. Does he look into a mirror to know his being? His awareness makes him admit his existence or being. He confuses it with the body, etc. Why should he do so? Is he aware of his body in his sleep? No. Yet he himself does not cease to be in sleep. He exists there though without a body. How does he know that he exists in sleep? Does he require a mirror to reveal his own being now? Only be aware. And your being is clear in your awareness.
when existence is absolute, it is right. When it is particularized, it is wrong. That is the whole truth. Only be aware. And your being is clear. And you're aware.